ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of the Pack Rugby Show. My name's Jay Ball. We're coming to you live from the Double Take Studios. And as per usual, I am fizzing at the bunghole because tonight we are rammed to the rafters with my best friends in the whole entire world. And Big Fat Das is here as well. Big Fat Das on the battler's bench. But as per usual, best mates in the whole entire world. The two gingers, Quirky and Dal. How are you, lads? You looking good? Feeling good? Feeling good. Hell yeah, Rock man. And roll, mate. Speaking of feeling good... Tonight's episode, we have a 66 test all black. None other than the man himself out of the Canterbury Crusaders, formerly. It's Israel Dag. Izzy, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. What a bloody privilege to be on your show, lads. Honestly, that was a hell of a build-up. What was the guy chugging on the vape? I don't know. Where was he? Harry Higgins. Harry Higgins. <laughs> oh, Higgins. He's a legend. Yeah, we, uh, was he in one? No, yeah. He, uh, we called him in from Mad Monday. West won their first premiership in tw- uh, 16 years last year. and We got him in on the Monday oh, night. Yes. I think he was two days old and he was fizzing. He was good gas. <laughs> yeah. <That's> my man. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, well, is we just... Uh, We've got plenty we want to go through with you, as I touched on. You know, you spent your time at the Crusaders in Japan, 66, 66 test all black. You had the greatest comeback in rugby, talking about your hairline. But before we get anywhere else, we need to ask, Quirky, day in, day out, just talks about you as if you're best mates. Is there any truth to that at all? Um, ah, oh, shit. Quirky. No. <laughs> it was working out who Quirky is. Get go, probably. That guy. I made the trip to, to Japan in uh, 2018 and I knew absolutely no one. And Andy Ellis actually said, mate, I've got a perfect bloke for you place in Canada. And he gave me Quirky's number. I call him Kaki. Kaki, mate. <laughs> uh, I gave him Kaki. Gave me Kaki's number and uh, I flew in. And then a day later, I had to go to training and he picked me up in this beautiful white beamer. And I'm thinking, who is this guy? Absolutely. <laughs> Baller, and he, uh, he took me through the training, and we just clicked, mate. I knew this was a guy I'm going to get on with really well. We, um, he was so much fun. He took after, he looked after me and my family in a time when we um, made the big shift. And he's got a beautiful partner. Well, uh, for the life of me, I don't know what she sees, and uh, <laughs> he, he he's all slow at it, isn't he, lads? He just doesn't muck around in the department, so he's a he's a ruder. But um, he's a good man. Are That's we good done one. with this roast? Is that how the show goes? <laughs> no, 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 you haven't no, been no, brought no, on no, for a roast. You've been play it on. A few let questions. him speak, Quirky. Let him speak. Well, if, yeah, we, if, we let it, if we let him speak, the film's going to run out. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. No, good to hear. I love you, bud. He, love you he's too, one of my best men. Love you too, bud. <laughs> Mate, we'll kick it off. Young fella from Martin. Obviously, you uh, attended college down in Hastings, big fella. And uh, selected to play for Hawke's Bay while still... Would some would say trying to apply your trade at school, mate? How was your first experience as a professional rugby player straight into the Hawks Bay setup, mate? Oh, mate, it was uh, it was crazy. Uh, yeah, seven form. Look, I, I went to school to eat my lunch, and that was the first <laughs> thing. we uh, we had training. We had gym at like six a.m., and then I was meant to go back to school and go to school from like start of first period to the last. Um, period and then we go to training at 4 30 but after about three days of that i gave that up and i didn't go to school for like most of the year and then we got it was actually quite funny because my um my wife now we start we've been going out since school 
and it was the weirdest thing I've ever had to do. But because I was living with her, she was flat in Napier, but I was meant to be born in that Lindisfarne. The principal called us into the office, and my partner has to bring this school kid into the office. <laughs> and we're like having a full-blown meeting. She's like, you've, you've got to bring him to school. He's got to turn up. Anyway, long story short, I got kicked out with about two months ago. <laughs> And um, they tried to claim it back after the uh, I won the World Cup, but I. Gave <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was a crazy crazy time. I was a school kid. Look, I tell you a story about my first contract. So at high school, I got a uh, twenty thousand dollar contract while I was at school. I had no money, and I was like, "Oh, let's go! I'm, I'm keen for this." Anyway, it came in two installments. First installment was seven and a half grand. The next installment wasn't for about four months. So I thought it'd be a good idea. I went and bought a sacked out Mercedes, white one. We're on chromes with a subwoofer and like, like a, it was, it was so bling. It was so bling. Anyway, that cost me seven grand. I only had 500 bucks to live off and to buy, I don't know what petrol prices were. So, um, yeah, I learned the hard you were on the foot falcon, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, mate, after a while. And what I used to do is one of my mates uh, at school, he used to take it home on the weekends and he used to steal his dad's petrol card and bring it back every Monday filled up with, uh, with full petrol. Because <laughs> that 500 bucks went really quick. So um, that was my first contract. I blew it. I blew it. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What an idiot, eh? <laughs> And a, oh, and a funny thing about that is my, uh, my flatmate, my flatmate actually stole my car when I was away and he rode it off. So boys, I had three months of fun, no insurance, and he rode oh, it off and he gave me seven grand back. Oh, uh, happy days. Killing it. Wheel and deal, wheel and deal. Everything comes up easy. All right? How <laughs> oh, good. Uh, but, um, Yeah. <laughs> Izzy, obviously, NZ schools, NZ 19s, uh, you know, international sevens. You were outstanding for Hawks Bay kind of early on. You rose through the ranks pretty quickly, debuting for the Highlanders in 2009. And then the All Blacks in 2010. Like a genuine superstar, you know, as a teenager. Like what was that like for you? And how did you kind of manage that to be playing super rugby in the All Blacks within four years? It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, um, I haven't really thought about it, but at, at the time, like when I was playing rugby at school and like there was, you know, you thought, you all, everyone wanted to be an all black, you know, you always wanted to go on and wear that jersey, watch them on TV. But for me, I come from really humble beginnings, um, you know, and I'm sitting in Hawke's Bay and I'm thinking, shit, there's no chance, there's no way in hell I can get to that uh, to those peaks and those heights. Um, so you kind of just don't think about it. And it's not until you you start ticking off the boxes along that journey when I started making these teams. And every team, I started making another team and another team. But I, I never really believed it until I got to that, that moment when I wore that jersey. It was an incredible time. But, you know, like I've, I've been through a hell of a lot. And when I think back to that young kid, that was, um, you know, achieving so many goals at such a young age, I actually would love to slap him in the head, <laughs> just really <laughs> knock him out and say, like, who do you think you are? Because there, there's times there, man, like, 
you boys would know you, you get a bit of success early you think shit i'm the man my shit doesn't stink <laughs> and you you start relaxing like I, i've had a lot of luck in my career and look i obviously had talent but i can happily say this now did i make the most of that talent probably not and when i think of that bro like it's it actually hurts because look i reached those heights and you've read off a couple of stats and things like that but imagine if i actually applied myself where I could have got to. And, and you probably sitting there going, shut up. But like, I know myself, there's so much more that I could have done and, and sacrificed along this way. And, you know, I have retired at 30 lads, 30 years of age, <laughs> you know, young, still young. I still be, should be playing now. And um, by taking care of my body, a lot of what else. But look, I don't have any regrets. And I made some dumb decisions along that way. And I know you're going to bring them up throughout this. How much I'm going to tell you, we'll soon see, eh? <laughs> Uh, Izzy, mate, you've made some strong comments regarding religion and homosexuality. Oh, sorry, that's... That's next week. Sorry, I don't know how that got in there, mate. Um, change of speed, mate. 2011, New Zealand hosts the World Cup. You boys, uh, you boys lift the trophy, but not without some controversy, mate. What were you and Corey Jane doing on the piss uh, out uh, 72 hours before the quarterfinal, mate? What were you guys doing? I have no Allegedly. idea. Yeah. I have I have absolutely no idea. Um, at the time, I did not know exactly what I was doing. Look, story is we had a massage. And um, on the massage table, we thought it would be a good idea to take some pills and sleeping pills. Quirky, quirky knows what they are. He knows what they are. Old knees, mate. Old knees. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, look, we took a lot. And we thought it'd be a good idea to go out for dinner, went out for dinner. And then I can't remember a thing. I fell off my seat at dinner and then we got kicked out and we should have went home, but uh, we didn't go home. Next day I wake up next to Corey and I'm like, far out. That was a mean sleep, but I feel quite <laughs> ill. And he goes, what's wrong with you? And I'm, I don't know. And he's like, I'll just, we'll go to the gym. Went to the gym, trained. I just couldn't come right. And we got back to the hotel and we're walking up to the, to the, front desk and the manager was like knocked on our shoulders he said can you come in here and we're like sweet ass walked in he goes mate you didn't pay for a taxi when you got home last night we we're like taxi oh, shit. i can't remember that and he goes yeah taxi but the hotel's fixed it up just make sure you sort it out later i was like sweet went back to our room anyway i'm the room the old uh the old manager the media manager, and he comes in, he's like, what the hell have you boys been up to? And I was like, what? And there was video footage of us in town, <laughs> on the bar, pouring beers, being absolute idiots. And it was, it just, I can't remember any of it, lads. Honestly, can't remember. <laughs> and he's telling us, I'm like, nah, you're lying. Shows us all the footage. And like, I've got one jandle wand, you know, like, like a hat's like this and shirts covered and, and heaps of piss. And I'm like, wow, is that me? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it all unfolded and we we're out in town pissing up to all hours, but just the worst thing, can't remember anything. And the worst thing about that is I actually told my wife, which was my partner then, she was like, can you come out for dinner tonight? And um, <laughs> my friend's, uh, friend's birthday dinner. And I said, nah, I'm going to relax, babe. I'm going to have a quiet night. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happens, though, right? I didn't have a quiet night. And look, 
there's this little little bits of detail I have left out in there, but let's just say like it, it's like the Hangover 3.0. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, mate. Well, speaking of that of that World Cup, Izzy, obviously it was a home <laughs> World Cup. You guys go on to win it. Uh, it's a bit of a yes. two-parter. First one is it's well documented that the, the fly-half position at that World Cup was a poison chalice, and you end up having Beaver oh. Donald getting a tap. I think he got a phone call while he was out uh, white fishing or something <laughs> like that, and he thought he was yeah. someone was taking the piss, and they've called him up, and he ends up kicking the, the match-winning penalty to be able to seal the World Cup for the All Blacks. How did that run us through the mindset of the team during that period when you lose Dan Carter and then Aaron Cruden leading into a Rugby World Cup final, a home one um, of all things? And then on top of that, I assume you guys party pretty hard after the World Cup. And is it true that uh, you spent a month on the piss in France with uh, Beaver Donald as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've just been in France with Fever for a month, and uh, it shows. if anyone's made any amount of money out of one kick that I could have kicked with my left foot, Fever's <laughs> uh, you know, done that. No, no, Fever, he's an absolute good bloke. Look, if I'm going to be completely honest, Wellington when DC went down, I looked over and at CJ and I was like, "We're fucked. We are, fucked. <laughs> you know, like I was 21. This is." BC, the man is going to carry us through the World Cup glory, and he's just over, and he is in so much agony, so much pain, and he was. And I was like, fuck, I was 21, bro, and I was like, nah, we're done, man. Like, that's DC. Like, that was my mindset, but I remember this vividly. Grand Henry comes into the change room, and he goes, the worst thing possible has happened. We've had the worst scenario played out. But in Colin Slade, we trust. In Colin Slade, we trust. We're going to give him all our support. And, mate, the, the, the man and, and the way he said it, the way he came through and just chest out and he fronted it, he actually started making us believe. And um, so like, we, it was crazy. We were like, fuck yeah, Colin, Colin Slade, he's the next best DC. He's going to get it done for us. We're all, we're sweet. You know, we went pump Canada by shitloads. Went into the quarterfinal, and then uh, obviously he does it in the quarterfinal, and Aaron Cruden's in there, and I'm like, shit, what's going on here? Beaver's not even in my mind. I'm like, Beaver, <laughs> who's Beaver? I'm like, where is Beaver? And then our slady goes down. I'm like, oh shit. And then Aaron Cruden steps up, and he carves up against yeah. Aussie in, in the in the semi-final. Yeah. Young kid, mate. He was skateboarding in Palmerston North about two weeks before that, and this kid's coming here. <laughs> And just razzle-dazzling up against the Wallabies and Simi. So I had no, like, uh, no doubt that with, with Crud's playing the way he was playing, we are going to get the job done. But then he went down the finals, and then Stephen runs out. And, look, I'll be completely honest. I probably got caught up in the, the media, like, chat with the build-up. You know, like, everyone was talking Beaver down. Like, who is Beaver? You know, he got ridiculed the year before. And so that doubt's in our minds, and probably... Uh, 90% of the players. But when Beaver came on, fuck, he changed the game. Damn, he was making breaks, fucking yeah. going hungry, tackling everyone. I was like going, holy shit, who is this guy? <laughs> Played out of his skin, man, and um, and won us the World Cup. So hell of a story. And, uh, yeah, I was, I'm happy to call him one of our best mates. He's a good bugger, old Beef. <laughs> What's he doing in, in France? Is he still playing or is he, is he coaching? Oh, no, no, no. Now we um we just went over and filmed the travel show lads. 
Yeah, that's what we do now. We just we just flew to um, Paris. We started in Paris, and we travelled in a rental car, a nice um, Renault, little little fucking hunga dunga thing, and we travelled around the south of France, bro. And we just filmed at all these locations, and it was yeah. So we got paid to travel south of France together. It was unreal. Happy days. Oh, it gets, I tell you what, it gets harder and harder after footy for some guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry at 30. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wish, I wish. Oh, yeah, no, it was hard work. It was hard. <laughs> I want to take you to, to your move to Japan. Obviously, you, mm. spent, you spent most of your career, career NZ, you know what I mean? The Highlanders, Hawks Bay, Crusaders, and obviously playing for New Zealand how much of a leap of a faith was it to pack up you and your family and go to Japan at that point um I actually nearly did it in, 20, in 2016 so when I got dropped from the World Cup so I was real close to going to Canada and they had an opportunity to go over then and there was a lot of other French places but I didn't really want to go to France and smack my body around and play 180 games in a year and do that so for me in 2018 I knew I was coming to the end of my career. My knee was bad, boys. I've just had an operation on it as well to sort it out. Um, so it was it was an easy decision for me, probably a selfish decision because the expectations from Japan when you move over as a foreigner and you're getting paid well are to you got to perform. Like I was on one leg, man, and it was uh, it was a tough period of time. But but Kaki made that. I'll never forget it, bro. I met some of the best blokes ever. I got to live in Japan and Tokyo, take my young family. My daughter was three months. My son was uh, 14 months. And, yeah, we got to just to have a hell of a time and, and see a bit of the world. Uh, so it wasn't, wasn't a hard decision, lads, because I knew it was the time was coming to an end, and I had to retire straight after that. Um, but, hey, when I milked the yen and paid for my section, I'm happy. We all we all had to actually go and start working at the company to make up the slack for what they were paying Izzy. <laughs> at one point, so I was I was downstairs toilet, and a few guys yeah. were upstairs sort of vacuuming <laughs> and that, and, <laughs> and Izzy was at home. What about my coaching when I come and coach the breakdown, bud? <laughs> so Izzy gave himself the title of the the breakdown coach, and, and we actually looked through some of his footage, footage, and he'd actually hit two breakdowns in his international career. So. <laughs> But, Wait, I'd be out. I'd be outside because I couldn't train. I'd be like, "Yeah, so boys, just you got to get a little bit lower." And I'm looking at <laughs> a little wink and like, you know, oh. do all these things. And then he'd come in from scrummaging, and I'd just be parked up on the mat, say, "Him to sleep." <laughs> Can you believe someone got paid one point eight million dollars to sleep on the mat? In the, in... So I know that I know, we, mate. We could go through a million stories, but there there was one that actually comes to mind and and you can you can set the scene i might have been there or not and we're not going too deep mate you're in the gucci store in Amoti sando you're obviously not dressed the best on a, on a good day mate um and security start following you around can you talk us through the next steps of a, a young hori maori fellow in the middle of tokyo at the gucci store and what he was doing there and what the outcome was oh I can't remember. What was it? <laughs> he you got for a massage in there or something. No, no, he was following around and, and he was like, who's this guy? Like, you know how they roll there. You, I turn up as a singlet, shorts, you know, those ugly scuffs that you wear from Eddie. You know, just real hoary, hoary on it. And I was getting followed around and I was like, fuck, stuff's this guy. So I went and um, bought some shit, but I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
I just bought some to shove it in his face. And then uh, next minute I get home and Kaki's got the same bag. <laughs> Kaki, start, you're a Gucci, you're a Gucci lover. You got the same bag, bro. Is that bag right, didn't it? Look, Wergy. It, it did a little he's bit. He threw the camera, going, you. Yeah. I'm pretty, his that finger, his, his, his arm, finger just came through the mic. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but little does he know, I was actually there and I chucked my bag in with his oh, He paid yeah, for it. Yeah. So he paid harder, for it. Exactly right. <laughs> Oh, mate, I know no, I'll, I'll duck to it and we can short on it, mate. You obviously had a, you know, I was there and saw you go through the, the tough times with the knee and I was also going through a tough time with my knee as well. And, mate, you, you've smashed your body a lot. And as you said, you just covered, you've, you've just had a massive surgery on your knee to realign it, which is a tough one to get through, mate. And I think you've got a few more surgeries to come. Mate, it, personally, has it taken a bit of a toll at the back end? And I know you covered it, but you know, really at the back end and you said you retired at 30, how much did that take a toll on you to just pack her up with all those injuries? Yeah, it was, um, it was pretty tough, eh? Like, you, your whole career, you're, you're defined by this one game. You know, your whole identity is rugby. And everyone knows you as Israel Dag, the All Black, the rugby player, blah, blah, blah. So when that's taken away from you, you're like, swearing's all right, eh, lads? I can swear hard? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, who the fuck am I? You know, who the fuck is, who's Israel Dag? You know, like, I don't, I didn't know who Izzy Dag was. Everyone knew me as this athlete, this person, but when that's taken away, you, it's actually a scary side. It's a scary time in your life because you're so fixated on the sport. And that's one lesson I try and tell everyone. And I was lucky enough I was able to do it is do not let rugby define who you are for your whole life because when it's taken away, you still got to live, you still got to earn for freaking ages continue to pay bills so to plan for it because when it stops it's over and you don't know when it stops when it's going to stop it can stop when you're 25 it can stop when you're 30 when you're you know 38 it depends on on how lucky and how, how lucky your body can <laughs> hold up so yeah for me i went for a dark period of dark patch um like when i were retired i was i've, I've come out recently I've, I've got a bit of depression lads and i deal with it every day and I don't know why. I don't know why, because Kaki knows me as this bubbly guy, a guy with a lot of energy. But on the inside, boys, I've got so much self-doubt. And I, I, I how do I say it? I just, I have an imposture. I, I got that imposter syndrome, you know, like when you just, you feel like, like on here, I'm like, I'm doing, I'm, I'm talking, I'm expressing myself. But on the inside, I'm like, shut up. You sound like an idiot. You know, you're a dumbass. Like, that's the shit I go through on a daily. I work in the radio now. And that imposter syndrome is so, it's with me every day because it's just something um, that I've got to deal with. But I've got techniques. I take uh, medication. I, I guess expressing it and, and normalizing it helps as well. Um, but that, that time when I retired was, was pretty dark. But I'm outside it, lads. I'm happy. I've got a beautiful family. I've got good friends around me. Um, I've got the knee sorted, playing heaps of golf, having fun, drinking lots of piss and, and, and enjoying life, which probably doesn't help the other side, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Not a good oh. formula, is it? Um, no, it's good to hear, bud. It's always really I'm good to hear. These days, you obviously you're working with the Crusaders. Is that correct in the coaching advisory role? So obviously, in there, you're still doing that. Uh, look, I, I don't have an official role with them, um, but I know a lot of the players. Breakdown advisor, I'll... head coach, <laughs> breakdown. 
No, it was, it was a bit more of a mentoring role for these lads. Like, I, I guess I, I don't really talk to them about rugby. They're professionals, mate. They're good at what they do. They're there for a reason. That's because they're from the best in the business. So it's more, more of a just an advisory role, mental role with just life, you know. I've seen every part of life that can be thrown at you. I've been dropped. I've been at the highest of highs. I've uh, been at the lowest of lows. So I, I understand life and what I can throw at you. So that's a bit more what I'm doing with these players. It's not an official role, but yeah. i got a real good connection with the lads. Okay. And, and, and post-career, you've obviously moved into some commentary and now some radio. And obviously, you know, most recently yeah. you told us about your travel show. Looking back and obviously as a young bloke coming through, you know, from Nelson and that, did you expect to be, you know, obviously one and all black? We, we talked about that. You said not really, but now like in that media space, is this is where you wanted to be kind of, you know, after it all? Hell no. No chance. <laughs> no way did I ever think this hoary from the Hawks Bay with a horrible vocabulary that can't even string a sentence together would be on TV broadcasting and I guess yeah it wasn't something I thought I'd jump into but I guess for me I'm never ever going to be that polished broadcaster I'm never going to be that perfect that can string the most amazing sentence that will have your brain going what the hell does that mean like that isn't me I'm just Israel Dag what you see is what you get I'll bring energy I'll bring vibe I'll, I'll, um, I'll bring my own personal insights. I know the game. I love the game. I can understand the game, but I see it from a different point point of view. So for me, it's just, you're just going to get Izzy Dag. You know, you're not going to get that guy that goes, G'day and welcome back. <laughs> you could, though. And haven't we got a doozy here? The Warriors, 8 4 down against. You're not going to get that from me, boys. I'll just say how it is, eh? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good, though. I like it. I like it. Mate, um, uh, uh, Razor Robertson, he's he's gone for next season. Who do you think will uh, take up the head head coach role at the Crusaders? Um, that's uh, ah, it's a crazy question. Yeah, look, it's it's a, a position that they traditionally keep within. So if you've had a part in the Crusaders history, or you've been a part of the franchise in a certain way, you're gonna have a good opportunity. Uh, you know, you gotta get a good chance to take over. So. I'm hearing like the likes of Rob Penny. Uh, he's coached hey. overseas. He coached obviously the Waratahs. The he lad. Mm. He's um, he's been Canterbury through and through. He coached the Canterbury NPC team to plenty of titles. He's got a real Can- Canterbury influence. I'm thinking his name's been touted around. But other than that, man, like there isn't many left, is there? So no. it's it, it's a position. I know. Bro, that like in the next couple of years, there's going to be some quality coaches coming through. You think of Matt Todd, he's just retired. You think of Ryan Crotty, who's actually just been asked to train with them again. So he's trained with the Crusaders. Like he's going to retire. You got Tim Bateman, my beautiful rugby mind. He's Crusader through and through. So I think the future's sorted, but for now, there's a little bit of uncertainty. I'd say Rob Penny's probably leading that, that run at the moment. And Izzy, uh, a lot of people don't know, you know, peek behind the curtain in your personal life, husband to Daisy, father to Tilly and Arlo. What's it like, Israel Dag, the athlete we know, Israel Dag, the media personality we know, what's it like, Israel Dag, the father? Fucking lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 100%. (laughs) Well, I'm... You've been told, I've seen it firsthand. 
Rocky knows. Guys, I've seen it firsthand. I'm going to give advice, man. I'm going to give advice. I'm not going to see that. I'm not bad in the kitchen, but I do it very rarely. Very rarely. And look, I've had, a, I've had a knee operation, lads. It has been divine. Oh, this is so good. Just lying on the couch, parked up. Like this. Can you get to this, darling? Oh, no. Um, but, mate, look, man, I'm, I'm messy. I'm a messy bugger, eh, Kaki? I'm messy. Yeah. From top and my to wife's, my wife's really clean. So I don't – we're a really funny – um, you know, relationship. It's 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 interesting, but you know, like I'm me. I'll, I'll bring a lot of energy. I'll I'll, I'll make it up. And, um, I'll create a bloody storm while I'm doing it. Look, I'm very happy. I, I love my kids. Absolutely. Like you think of the greatest achievements. My kids are, are my greatest achievements ever. Like a little human that are just you, and they don't even know what dad did, bro. Like they don't have no clue. Let. They don't understand that dad went and did a talk at because they were out of the zone for their school. So I actually had to go like, uh, you know, a little couple of back doors in there. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, dad had to work some magic and, and uh, got them into the school. Um, but a lot of the older kids, when I walk in to drop Arlo off, are like, "Hey, Izzy, you know, blah blah," because they obviously knew I wanted to, but they don't understand. They look at me like, "What? How do they know you?" You know, like. Who's that there when someone comes up and talks to you? Like, who's that? And I'm like, ah, oh, don't worry, kids. So um, that's the best thing. I'm just dad to them, which is cool. Hell yeah, man. Mate, we obviously got to connect over the last few years, and I know that we had some good times on and off the field together. Mate, I'm just going to throw one to you. What, what do you reckon? And I know it's a broad sort of question, but favorite, favorite experience as a rugby player? Whether it's on or off, just something that just that ticks your mind. I know you've you've won a lot and you've done a lot. If there's just something that sits in the back of the dome there. Favorite experience as a rugby player. Oh, bro. Um it's hard to really really say. Oh man, I've 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 had some doozies. Yeah, yeah, I've had some cool cool times. I think one that really stands out, it was a special moment we went to the Lakers. Brooklyn Nets game in Brooklyn, and uh, Brooke Lopez actually gave us his box. We're on the we're on the India Tour promos with babies. Gave us his box. We're in the box, bro, and they zoomed up and they did the huck on the big screen, and we got to meet all the Nets players. Kobe played that day. Didn't get to meet Kobe. Um, that that was pretty cool experience. That that kind of brought it home how much the brand has is loved around around the around the world, um, and especially when you're travelling with uh, the the god, you know, DC, who gets anything and, you know, can do what he wants. So um, there's the, the, been some pretty amazing times. That's, yeah, oh, the best, probably one of the best times. We, we beat South Africa in Johannesburg and obviously Richie sponsored by MasterCard. He never, you know, like tough man to get a, a fizzy out of or, or a lolly at the best <laughs> times. But uh, we actually played that. That game and um, we we bet Springboks, bro. And he went out and shouted the whole team out for a night out in Saffa. And uh, that, was, that was pretty cool. Pretty cool seeing Richie having to get the bill at the end of the night. And we were like, yeah, bring that in, bring that in. Sparkles, you know, champagne. And it, all on. It, was, it was pretty cool. Um, 
yeah. that converted into rand, so it was actually about thirty-five bucks for the whole month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the only reason. Why he waited until you won in South Africa? <laughs> yeah, um, mate. I've had some cool times. It's hard to really pinpoint one. Is he, mate? Um, <clears throat> if you could give one piece of advice, apart from um, d- not doing sleeping pills seventy-two hours before <laughs> quarter quarter final and spending all your money on a seven thousand dollars Mercedes, um, what what piece of advice would you give upcoming rugby players um, uh, for them to get started? Um. Ooh. I'm just trying to think of what I, I would have done better. Like, I one thing I, I, I see what happening in New Zealand is, is a lot of these young kids they they really want it at an early age, and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing, but it, re- it really puts pressure on them from a really young age, from their parents, from themselves. Well, I try and emphasise, you know, just to really enjoy your time at school, because reality is there's only ever been 1,200 All Blacks you know, over 100 years. So the, the numbers, you got to be lucky, and only the lucky ones are lucky enough to get selected. So when you're at school, just enjoy it. Make the most of it. You know, apply yourself. I never, and I'm lucky that um, I can talk rubbish and I can have a laugh because otherwise I would have no job. But really apply yourself and make the most of school because once you get to rugby and it becomes serious, it is fully serious for long periods of time. Like, you can't get away from it, lad, you'd know. It's just in your brain, in your mind. It's with you every single day, wherever you walk. So just really make the most of it. Have fun, enjoy it. And if you're one of the lucky ones in Adventures, you'll be ready. You'll be ready for it. And, um, and yeah, like, the pressure will be there. So just, just enjoy it. And, and another thing I'd just say, just really look after your body because I never – I was horrible, man. I never – recovery like jump in the ice bath nah hell no i used to mock all the old boys like what are you warming up for you old dog now i'm taking like, <laughs> i'm taking an hour to warm up and uh but i really encourage you to look after your bodies uh, make the most of it so you can have longevity in the game and also prepare for life after footy because when it's gone boys oh it's scary and the bills don't stop coming so you can just make that transition a little bit easier when you get out of it and finally, before we jump into the Fast Five, we've got Rugby World Cup in France just around mm. the corner. Ian Foster's last hurrah. Being in that environment over there, what can we expect from the All Blacks? Yeah, look, he's got nothing to lose. He's got nothing to lose. So expect some random selections, I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm expecting he's got, like, he's going to... There's a couple of names that have been touted over here. You've got Mark Talia, who's yeah. absolutely killer for the, for the Blues. Mate, slippery as anything. Are out some of the gaps he can get through. I'm like, how'd you do that? Like, he's, he's playing unreal. <laughs> but a guy, Sean Stevenson, I think, you know, he's got a good opportunity mm-hmm. to stamp his mark in the outside back. So I think from a selections, um, from selection kind of time, it's going to be a lot of surprises here. Probably surprised a lot of you. Uh, that's probably where he's going to play. And look, in terms of playing, I'm hoping for some innovation, something different. Look, they haven't got the pack to compete with South Africa. They haven't got the pack to compete with France. And they've got to figure out a way. And lucky, the, lucky mate, probably the best forward coach ever, Jason Ryan. He's in there. We saw the changes from when he went in, before he went in, to when after he went in, like the best, totally different pack. Uh, so they've just got to really find a way to, to innovate and play different 
Um, but I, I actually think, like, everyone's written them off. Mm. I actually think that uh, they'll, they'll go right. They'll go all good and, and they'll be there come, come playoffs. Watch this space. Hell yeah. Now, five quick questions. First thing that comes to your mind. Obviously, you're prepared for this, so you can have any other. Any other athlete from any other sport playing your All Black side with you? Who would you have had? Oh, that's a that's a goodie. That's a goodie. I'll probably have old. Um... Shit. <laughs> any, any athlete, like, where am I going with this? This could be good. I'd probably go fucking old Henry, the running back for the Titans, man. Mark, Mark Henry, Derek Henry. Oh, Derek Henry. Derek Henry. Derek Henry, bro. Like, I follow That's him on stiff arm. Have you seen his rig? <laughs> yeah, he's similar, like Rambo, mate. Similar to yours, bud. You're on. The biggest, oh, mate, if I had a rig like that, Daisy would be stressing out. <laughs> I'd probably go Derek Henry, man, like running back. I'd love to see him just bulldozing people. Where he would play, I probably don't know, number eight or, or chuck him on the wing for a Jonah kind of setup. But I'd probably go Derek Henry, man. He's freaking beast. Career highlight? Career highlight? This is – you probably want me to say my first game, you know, winning the World Cup. <laughs> But, but actually, my career highlight, boys, was, was 2015. I got dropped from the World Cup, and it was a horrible time in my life. I hated it. I thought everyone hated me. I, I walked down the street, bro. I looked someone in the eye. They're looking at me. I'm like, fuck, I'm shit, eh? Oh. <laughs> like, I was, I was in a dark place, and I dislocated my shoulder, and I had six months rehab to get back in the following year in 2016. Everyone had ridden my career off. I was close to quitting. I didn't. Thank goodness my wife was here. My family, they supported me. I got away from rugby, bro. I had a hissing four months preseason. I came back fit, strong, best I've ever been. And I found the love for the game. That was the reason I played the game. I didn't play. Obviously, you want to make the all best, but I didn't play for that other shit that comes with it. You know, people recognizing you. You know, you're making all this money, you get all this free shit, blah, blah, blah. That's all part and parcel, but I didn't play for that. I played because I love the game and, you know, I, I actually enjoyed it. I went okay at it. So I found that again in 2016. The proudest moment of my career was putting on that. I, I got dropped at 49 tests. So when I made my comeback, I got my comeback at, got to play my 50th test in Wellington when everyone, everyone had ripped me off. No one was even, I wasn't even in the conversation to be in that All Blacks team. And I got to put that jersey on again and, and just really go. <laughs> Number 11. Number 11. You know? Love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't about them, but just a little subtle. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Love it. What about your favourite teammate? Favourite teammate. Apart from Kaki, love you, bud. Love you, bud. Thanks for the Probably my favourite teammate, my worst teammate, is one person. Can that can that yeah. be it? Like, yeah. Corey, Corey Jane, bro. Corey Jane, like, fucking, where do I start with that prick? Where do I start with that prick? He is just the funniest guy. We got on like that, and he's one of my um, groomsmen. He's one of my best mates. Still love him to this day. But then on the flip side. He's a freaking asshole, mate. He'll go out of his way to rip you to shreds. And the worst thing about him, he's very witty. 
got a quick tongue on him. But you've got to get him quick. But his only his only go to was you're going bald. You're going bald. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, what now? Oh. Oh. <laughs> hey, give, give give identity a plug, bud. Nah, nah, nah. So yeah, I'd say him. You know, one of my best teammates, but freaking prick, bro. I'll tell you a story about it, mate. Like, you know those you know those Powerade bottles. <laughs> Anyway, there's a Powerade ball and there's a yellow flavour. So there's one by his bed and I'm like, give us a swig. And he goes, you don't want that. You don't want that one. And I was like, why? He didn't get up to go to the toilet, bro. He just, he just went out like this in the bed and, and then put it down, put the hood on. And here's me nearly having a swig. You couldn't believe it. He's like, He's a he's a paru man. He's a paru man. <laughs> and and fi- finally, Izzy, who's been the most influential person in, in your career? Okay, Rainerden, Rainerden, Um, like my wife's got. I got a lot of love for my wife. I've been with her sixteen, seventeen years, and she's been there from the start, bro. When I was. Uh, a little kid that had no money. She used to shout me kebabs every Sunday. And I had, you know, she didn't know this life was going to eventuate and I was going to play for all that. So she was a day one, you know. There's a lot of people out there that are probably in it for the, the wrong reasons. She was always in it for the right reasons. She helped me a lot for my career. So I'd probably say her. And also, boys, big shout out to my mum. I lost her a couple of years ago, two years ago. And uh, she, she was my everything, eh? She was only 64 and... She passed away, yeah, two years ago, and miss her every day. She was my biggest fan, my biggest supporter, and you know, lads like mums, mums everything, and yeah. without them, when they go, it's it's pretty horrible. Yeah. So one thing is just you know, if you got an opportunity, go home and tell your mum, your dad, you love them, because when they go, it sucks. And I remember being eighteen, bro. I was like, shit, I don't want to hang out with her. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> now I think back, I'm like, what a what a dick. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, good. Love yeah. you. Oh, yeah, mate. Mate, um, uh, all good. mate um, Quirky um, said that you'd be able to answer the end of this sentence. If I say sit back, relax, let's go, let's get this started. Do you know Do you know where those words are from or is there anything? Is that ringing any bells? Started, obey instructions from your crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Who's this fly guy? Oh, I love it. Parted open instructions from your crew. All added signs and placards to lose sight and your ball on board must be secured and safely stowed. Up in the locker, overhead, or underneath the feet instead. Yeah, yeah, this right here. If it's your time, gap grips, roll crush your hips, you know it. And it fits, keep it off throughout the flight. But if you feel you're rather tight, lift the lever to release. You're doing well by Emma B. Oh, oh. oh, yeah, that was sick. <laughs> <laughs> You've done that once or twice since since we did. Is that uh, the worst thing, mate? They're like playing at a wedding. They're like, hey, can you get out? Like, I'm half chopped and probably can't remember it. No. But one, two, count me in. Yeah. <laughs> I probably can't mic. remember it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that was sick, Izzy. 
You ever done the oh, hand yeah. movements and everything? Yeah, you got right into that. <laughs> Did oh. you know that Stan Walker would be singing next to you when you were recording your your side of the track? Um, I knew he was going to be a part of it, but yep. I didn't think we were going to be together. The worst thing, man, is we had to learn that dance. So they'd send me a, they'd send a choreographer down like every couple of days to practice it. But I'm awkward. But it was a huge shit up. Worst thing about that, lads, they went to the World Cup. I didn't. <laughs> you, you, you knew how to fasten your seatbelt and get on the plane, but... Uh, Just didn't get a ticket. No ticket. <laughs> oh, no ticket, mate. Access denied. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Izzy, mate, thank you so much for joining us, mate. That's Legend. been absolutely awesome. You were, you're incredibly candid with us, and you you really opened our eyes to just who Izzy Dag is, mate. So all the best with the recovery, mate. And look, we'll be uh, we'll be sitting back, and maybe we'll see you as a pundit at uh, the Rugby World Cup later this year, brother. Awesome, lads. Appreciate your time. Love you, Kaki, bro. Always time for you, my man. <laughs> Love you, bud. Cheers, mate. Oh, oh hell yeah, Izzy Thanks, Dag, ladies Thanks, and gentlemen. Izzy Dag. Izzy Dag. Oh, mate, that was absolutely ridiculous. Best guess by far, hands down. No two ways about it. That was nuts. That was nuts. <laughs> mate. Oh, shit. And, and that, was the, that, that was the thing. Like, when I first met Daggy, he, um, or through Andy, he sort of rocked up and you, 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 you think, Izzy Dag, okay? Izzy Dag's coming. And I sort of, oh, and first thing, Kaki, how you going, bud? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, have you got a bit of, mate, let's go down and get a coffee. Have you got any money? Borrow your car, like, just from the get-go. <laughs> mate, it was as if I'd known him for, like, 10 years. And he just, the way he slotted in with the boys, slotted in with us, and we obviously shot over to Fiji together. Um Early in the year, and mate, he's um, he's as you can tell, he's just an easy fella to get along yeah, with. Yeah, he, he's uh, a good man. He's, I've met so many Maori dudes just like Izzy Dag. Grew up with them, you know what I mean? Like in Logan, like he and it's cool, you know. This dude's a '66 Test All Black. He's also, you know, a media pundit now, and he's literally just like about 35 dudes I grew up with playing footy with, eh? <laughs> oh, man. That was the oh, best. Man. All right, Big Fat Das. Anything out of the Battlers bench? Yeah, this yeah, week, mate. We've got a little bit of the Battlers bench. We actually, uh, Zachy, is it, have we got Eddie Jones on the blower? Have we got him on the. Is, is he dialing in? Oh, he's in shit. there. Actually, well, well, actually, Zachy, before we get to that, mate, let's. Um, I spent some time um, down at uh, talking to the Force guys and. Um, Great interviews, but something something was missing. And then um, put this together because I, I found someone I really wanted to talk to. I recently spent some time down at Western Force training. This is Big Fat Dars of the Pack Rugby Show. Chatting uh, with all the boys and, uh, you know, it was great and all. I chatted to some backs about their hair and some of the back rowers about their fitness regime and diets. And I just don't think they were being real with me. You know, I just thought there was something missing. I looked around and there he was sitting there. The bench by himself, probably thinking about well, nothing. There he was, man with the shortest name in Super Rugby, Bo Abra. Thought I'd have a real chat with him, big chat. Just talk. This is all real talk with the, with the real the real guys in the team. Well, yeah, you need to look after front rowers. We need your love. You need your TLC. TLC, shin splints. Are they a yeah, thing or they're just? I mean, you guys make get up, so you don't have to... Get out of the fitness. I knew the it. This is real talk, Tino. Okay. Let's be real. Do you guys actually push in the scrum anymore, or since they changed the rules, or no? 
Nah. And you know what? Those rules suck because we've all had to lose 20 kilos and have to be able to run around the field. When's that start? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can't all be Matt Dunning's right. just walk from the screen. Get the man shakes. I'm getting no love from from Lottie. Um, mate, uh, these new jerseys, right? These I, I call them new jerseys because I'm from about 20 years ago. Mate, these skin-tight jerseys. Too tight. Bring back the old cotton ones, laying on the couch, eating Maltesers in the old jersey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon. We don't have to train as hard either. Honestly, I'm trying to keep the weight off at the moment. It's it's crazy. Just because how I look on the field. I look, You look awesome, mate, right? Actually, I usually take my shirt off after trainings, but you boys are here, so I've kept it on for today. <laughs> Prove it. Um, and then uh, and then what, you jump in a shower, listen to Luke Combs? Is that it? Yeah, Luke Combs. album. What is it? Story of my life. Since you actually, Ian Pryor, getting old, it's about Ian Pryor. <laughs> Jester's pies, right? Jaffles, pies. You said you haven't been in there. You've got to get in there, mate. Yeah, I know. The Ned Kelly. Well, we've got a, um, there's a bakery just around the corner from HQ back in Perth. And it's, honestly, it's just too close to home because it's so easy just to go there for a donut. Do, do, do they go? They give you the talk on nutrition, guys. Nutrition, and you go, mm hmm, mm hmm, and you just swing it. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, up. and they're lovely Irish people, and they love feeding the big boys. As soon as we walk in, come in. What do you get there? What do you get there? Um, we're talking the you know the um, the Nutella field, oh, the jam field. Just pump it in. Um, chunky steak pies, the old bacon egg rolls for for brekkie. Oh. Maybe a couple of coffee. Is it a good pie that you like? I don't even. Yeah. I shouldn't even. I don't even need to put tomato sauce. That's how good it is. Yeah, it is. And you know when it's like. Not too hot, so you don't you don't have to like just go at it. You can just get straight into it. What's the name of this place? We've got to get uh, in there. Mount Claremont Bakery. Oh, shout out, shout out, Honestly. VIP. The best. Very impressive pies, mate. Uh, appreciate the real talk, mate. Thank you very much. Really get to Thank know the big boy. Hell yeah! Oh, I was too busy watching that. Missed the uh, <laughs> end of that one, Zachy. Um, uh, that was uh, real talk. Talk with the pigs. Just talking to the pigs, mate. Um, have we still got Eddie in the in the room? Is he still? Is he still? Well, actually, before we get to that one, let's um, let's uh, Zach. Oh, actually, guys, I noticed that Tom uh, uh, Tom Robertson. He Robert. um, he re-signed with the uh, he signed back. He's back with the Force and uh, Australian Rugby. And um, have you actually checked out his signature? In this, it he he's either a prop forward or a doctor with a scribble like that. <laughs> Turns out he is becoming a doctor. So he's you know, both, mate. Yeah, he's both. <laughs> and also, it, it irks me. Actually, Zachy, can you flick back to the other one? It irks me. Every time I see resign, I'm like, oh my god, he resigned. What happened? <laughs> Scandal, right? Every time, that's my initial like, oh no, what, what's he done? Resigned, but. Um, <laughs> what a LinkedIn pick that would be, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, that's it. Um, and uh, well, we got actually we're, just, we're running out of time, but we, we do have Eddie still on the line. Just want to ch- actually, we're no, out we got to wrap it up. We'll, we can't go. Okay. we'll get to Eddie next we'll, week. Yeah, no, no, we'll, Eddie. We'll sorry, Eddie, mate. We'll catch you there. next week, bud. No, 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 no. No, we, no, no we're all good. Sorry, Eddie. We'll catch you next, <laughs> next week. week. Unfortunately, we we missed Eddie once again. <sighs> that was a, an absolute boon that you got Eddie Eddie Jones on the blower, big fat dust. But we've got to keep going, mate. Easy dag chewed up too much time. Sorry, buddy. But, mate, Battler's Bench was great this week. Round of applause for Big Fat Dars. Hopefully we can get Eddie on next week. Um, 
All right, now it's time for our Red Hot Takes. What have we got, lads? Big Fat Dash, have you got anything lined up? My phone did not drop down the lift shaft this week. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, uh, Gordon beat Wildfires last week Mm -hmm. by a point, so Gordon are now first, Wildfires second. That was an absolute ripper of a game, too. Just flogging each other. I love it, right? These big boppers. (laughs) How good do we see uh, Rob? Rob? Pulilvea. Sitting next to anyone, you're like, holy moly! Jeez, he, all he's size, gone right? up another level mate, bit down in Newcastle. Mate, uh, however, this week, uh, Manly, who are currently in third, are playing Gordon first, and I reckon Manly going to get up over Gordon. It's going to be a little bit of a flipperoonie. Flip, flipperoonie, I reckon. Manly so you're over saying Gordon. the Marlins over Gordon? Yep. Dow, your red hot take from this weekend? I'm going to say the Western Force over the Chiefs. Oh. Whoa! Spatter in the works. Yeah. What are you thinking? Do you think maybe the Chiefs aren't going to field full strength? Yeah, oh. so I reckon it's going to happen. I reckon the because they've locked up top spot eight. Correct. So the well, force, force have got plenty. Of, oh, will hurt everyone. <laughs> there's there's sort of that mid four at the end that yeah. are all yeah. hoping each other lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Rebels, a bit of a Force Fiji, Rebels, Fiji, Highlanders, and Highlanders and Reds. Mm, five teams all vying for it. Yeah, I just think the Chiefs obviously locked up front spot. You know, rather than sending a team to Canberra and then all the way to Perth and then all the way back yeah. home. Boys have gone home. They'll probably send a... You know, and Force are undefeated at home this year. Correct. And they've got so much to play for, right? Cronin's obviously doing a terrific job with them. Got a few guys back. It's going to be really interesting. Got the boys in the Crone Zone, big fat ass. Oh, get the Crone Zone. Also, uh, Drua at home against the Reds. Your mm. initial red-hot take at the start of the season. That's going to be a stinger. That's well, that's gonna be tough. That's what I was going to jump to on that one. I know we'll keep it all super rugby because we've got some tight. Mate, it's a final round. Finishes. Um, I'm going to back the Reds to beat <laughs> the Jura by three. There'll be a kick at the end to win it. And I know that they uh, they fly home uh, with their home crowd and they get the whole community around it. But I think the uh, the Reds have taken experience from that. Um, previous game over in Samoa and they'll run with it. They've, they're tropically. They understand what they need to do. So mm. I think they'll ping them at the end. Loose. Love it. There's some red hot takes this week. Loving it. Wow. Good work, boys. I'm feeling it. I'm very happy. <laughs> Big fat dust. Now it's time for our rugby watch from the weekend just gone. Your rugby. Oh, no. This is uh, NFL Cody's rugby. Cobber couldn't be here. She will. She's in uh, camp at the moment. She'll be away for another couple of weeks, but she'll be joining us just before she goes in camp before the Wallaroos test. But her rugby, it was hard to go past Luke Jacobson. Mate, on the weekend just gone, I think scores a try, turnovers, big runs, big hits. He is an absolute gun. And Izzy was just talking about left field selections. I look at it from my perspective. I'm like, that wouldn't be a left field selection. But the fact he hasn't actually got an All Blacks jersey yet yeah. <coughs> is absolutely insane. And he is becoming undeniable. Yeah. He's Artie Sarveo uh, around 2019 where you go, like he has to be there. He's big bop. He has to yeah, be huge, there, mate. Yeah. He's massive and he is an absolute freak. So, mate, Luke Jacobson, that was Cobber's selection. Uh, big fat Das. Your rugby from the weekend just gone is Quade, Quade Cooper. Cooper. Mate, uh, just because of just seeing him on the park, played the whole game. Just his, he, he did go a bit quiet in the second half, but just seeing him on there, just trotting around with his little little high feet. Him with Karevi, and that just gives confidence for the, for the Wallabies going forward, I reckon. And another shout-out, you wanted to give oh. honourable mention, Alan Wynne-Jones. Mate, didn't he retire? Like, didn't he announce another <laughs> retirement? And he's just, and he's, and he's and he's having fun, he's trying to do flick balls. Trying to, oh, man. 
I, I, I love that game. That game was just, let's just have Bar-bar's fun. Barbar's games are always mate. off their tits, mate. I loved it. So, uh, Dallin, your rugby watch. Illa Kenna the Dogo out of the kennel, mate. Tell me how he hasn't played some sort of professional rugby at this point. You know what I mean? Obviously, I understand he was with the Broncos initially, but this man is just in everything. And, and this, this back line is running hot. I watched a little hop, skip, and a jump here to finish the job. But at full speed, but he's been outstanding. And he makes about seven line breaks in this game and sets up everyone around him, scores this one himself. Like, this man should be playing some sort of professional rugby somewhere. You know what I mean? If not, I know he's with the Rebels, or I don't know if he still is. I know he's in and around and has been, but he should be on a super rugby field. He's an absolute gun, mate, yeah. and has been for a while. Mm. And all he's doing is going back to club land and carving up, and that's mm. the best he can do. So... I don't mind. <laughs> Up the doggies. Uh, quirky, you're rugby. Rugby, watch. Can't go past him. Is he Dag mentioned him? Mark Talea, mate. He is ridiculous. Mate, as Izzy alluded to, mate, slippery. Like yeah, Four you know. tries against the Canes. Ooh. Yeah. And look at this. Like, that's not easy, mate. He is covered. There is people everywhere. And he gets up like it hasn't even happened. Yeah. Look. And, mate, and that's the thing. I think with the All Blacks, they'll be looking for consistency, even though they want flair. Mate, he's got it all. His whole year. Mate, man. his whole year, his running meters look like he chases everything. He's got sort of that Corabetti work rate. Oh. <laughs> mate, and that's in a wet that's in a wet game. Pissing down in Wellington and he scoops that up one handed. And every try there was Unbelievable. tough. Yeah. <laughs> one is literally off a scrum, running it straight at the line and he bashes four dudes over. Another one he splits the like yeah. Red Sea, like Moses from 50 metres out. Another one, he hits and spins two metres out and beats six guys, and then that one picks it up in the pissing down rate. And then, as you said, he's like, ah, all right, back to, back the boys. to work. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, mate, so, yeah. mate, Mark Talea is runner. a gun. Front and runner. the All Blacks for the last, what, since 2011, have had a new breakout winger every single World Cup who's gone on to be an absolute freak. As long as they call him the next Jonah Lomu, jinxed him, right? <laughs> yeah. Next Jonah Lomu? Well, yeah, then Call next it. year he should right. shit the bed. So that'll work Clark. out well for yeah, us. Yeah. So, all right, well, that rounds out this week's episode of the Pack Rugby Show. It was an absolutely massive one. Big shout-out to Izzy Dag, mate. Once yeah. again, he was how, absolutely red hot. How do we get him on every week? How's Quirky, mate? Today? Quirky. Uh, Ross, <laughs> kick me off and put him on. I'm happy. <laughs> Well, you we'll talk about yeah, 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 yeah. It's a team talk. Just clip that. Uh, I, I, we'll, uh, I resign. We'll send it. <laughs> was there a hyphen there? Oh, there or? Was a hyphen <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, quirky. Um, great last show. Dow, thanks very much. Big fat Dars, as per usual. Crushed it. Battle's bench is firing once again. Zachy Boy on the ones and twos. Double take shooting. Absolutely killing it. On behalf of everybody here at the Pack Rugby Show, stay safe, enjoy your footy, and we'll see you next week. Ciao.